This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Bonus episode of Mandatory Sam's Podcast, two weeks in a row. Actually, not two weeks in a row, but you get it, twice this month. Uh, hi, my name is Chris Flannery, and Matt Weiss, as usual. We're going to read some emails from the Samsonites, dedicate some time to, uh, you know, we'll spread out a little bit, answer these, and then we're going to screw around a little bit. We got a really fun six-page conversation between <laughs> our president, Donald Trump, and Rodrigo Duterte. We got the uh, the transcript that was released. And we're also going to play a clip at the end um, of this woman, Karen Handel, who I think is going to catch a lot of shit in the media. But kudos to her for saying something true. She didn't lie. <laughs> they asked her question. She answered it. And we're going to play that at the end of the uh, the episode here. First email we got. Well, how are you guys doing over there, by the way? Doing, doing great. Okay. Better than Karen Handel. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Oh, I think she's catching some flack today already. She, I'm sure she is. Uh, we got an email from Evan, so we're going to start with. His last email, he said, and because this is why he wrote back. It's sort of just a follow-up to what he said. But he had said in his last email, I've had this debate with a couple of my far leftist friends, and their opinion echoes yours, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, leftist? You know, so he wrote back, and he goes, yeah, by far leftist, I mean violence committed by oppressed people of color is okay. All white people are evil, and oh, the wow. police should be abolished. These are my real childhood friends. I shit you not. You guys don't know liberal. I know liberal. Fun episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, for following up. All right. So where would we be? So so this is like, this is left. This is like the end of left. Fascist left. It's Fascist like the, left. Uh, it's the Antifa left, which is ironic. But They're yes. extremists. They're extremists. Yeah. Who okay. think it's okay? Like, we hate violence and fascism so much that we need We're to be do fascistic and violent against them to stop it. Like, what are you talking yes, about? okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you, Evan. That's a good follow-up. See, there we go. We got one email done already. How about that? Nice. Nicely done. We got an email from Jeff. He says, Man, Sam, found this useful graph, which we're looking at, guys, but obviously you're not going to be able to see it. Figured you might like to talk about it on the show and or maybe tweet it out. Uh, maybe with enough knowledge, we can slow this hyperbolic stuff, which creates hyperpartisan relationships, ultimately creating this very undesirable atmosphere where people don't listen to or consider ideas because, well, they are from a site that leans that way. It can be constructive to know the lens uh, you're looking through, to say the least. By the way, I put your show between NBC and ABC. You know you lean left, but it's solid info. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate thank that. You. Now, we're looking at the chart here. It goes from garbage left <laughs> to garbage right. Hyperpartisan left. Now we're taking the steps in towards the middle. Hyperpartisan left um, oh, to confirm your beliefs, and then hyperpartisan right leans left, but informational leans right, but informational, and then neutral. Um, you know, essentially just like clean journalism. And then on the left, there's three options: high quality, mixed quality, and poor quality. And so he says we fall between ABC and NBC, which leans left, but informational and are of high quality, which we appreciate. Thank you very much. The neutral ones are the AP, C-SPAN, The Economist. The Economist, I'd say, probably leans right just slightly, but okay. Well, it is on the right side of It's the, on the right side of neutral. I, I don't understand how USA Today is in there, though. That, well, USA Today, I mean, it leans seems to slightly to me. the left side of neutral, but it's... 
you know, it's still down the middle. I mean, USA Today is like the the airport, like the hotel News. newspaper. Yeah. You know? it's like, I mean, it tends to be just like, oh, here are the facts of the day. Right. Here's yeah, what's okay. happening. Right. Uh, Lean's right is like real clear politics. I would agree with that. Cato Institute, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Rare, Reason, RT, definitely the New York Post is like on the line of hyperpartisan and Lean's right. Um, I associate Cato as being farther right than... Well, they're a think tank. Yeah, so I, but I, yeah. I, I tend to associate them more as a little bit extreme right. More partisan, sure. Uh, Lean's left, we're talking ABC News, NPR, NBC, CBS News, Bloomberg News, BBC News, 538, Politico, New York Times, CNN. So all the news. <laughs> now, because you invoked 538, I just want to put this the as Guardian. a side comment. Yeah. Uh, 538... Has the Warriors winning? Oh, I don't care, Joey. This is not ninety-seven percent. Yeah, well, they're going to say. Of course, they're up three zero. Ninety-seven more than that. It's probably a hundred percent at this point. <laughs> um, okay, hyperpartisan left. MSNBC. Parts of it though. That I mean, Salon definitely uh, garbage. Left is like Daily Coast, Jezebel, Move On. I, like I disagree. Box. Think Progress. I, I wouldn't put as garbage left. Think Prog. Oh uh, well, I see what it's saying. Yeah. But I mean, mo- move on is more. Where's Media Matters? Is that on here? It's hyper partisan left. But Media Matters is just reflecting things that were said. It's clips. So that's not hyper partisan left. That's neutral. It's just showing clips. Well, yeah, also, just clips also look at where it is in the quality. I mean, yeah, it might maybe it uh, leans left, but that's still. Yeah, but it leans left only because it's highlighting shit that was said on the right. But it can't b- really be partisan because it is what is said. That's my argument of WikiLeaks. It can't really yeah. be partisan because it is just what it is. Uh, but okay, but I get that. And then on the hyperpartisan right, you've got Fox News, um, Red State, Blue Lives Matter. I mean, Blue Lives Matter is like garbage, right? It's got to be. Is that, That's I, just a Facebook thing. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought that was just a, a group. I thought that was just a group of cops who were. Yeah. Or, I thought that was just a movement. Not oh, a, I don't know. Well, anyway, so, but thank I appreciate that. Uh, so, that from Jeff. That's an interesting thing to look at. I'm sure you guys could find that if you search for I'm, it. I'm sort of surprised how far. How far uh, has Vox down on into garbage? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I like disagree that right with there. that too. I think Vox um, certainly is partisan, but it's but it also you can go on there and they can they they'll say, hey, ten things you missed about blah blah blah, and they'll like, give garbage. you a pretty good like. But no, no, but it's, it's way more, it's more it's in depth than it, Joey. But but this ha- this has it all like all the way in garbage left and almost down to poor quality. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's poor. That's not true. Although, I mean, it's not like a BuzzFeed type of like listicle bullshit. It it it. it you can get information from them. It's like you can get a primer on, on an issue. But ultimately, ultimately, the what it, what this chart shows is it's a, it's a parabolic shape. Okay, it's the the highest quality is in the center, and it kind of goes down. If like, if you choose to accept that, yeah, I, I don't if, know. If, if you agree with this, it's like okay. There's this, also, by the way, the Atlantic leans left. I don't know, man. The Atlantic, I'd put more like I guess it probably leans left overall. But Jeffrey Goldberg's conservative. There's a lot of conservative writers in the Atlantic. I mean, that's not yeah. really fair. And is BBC News that far left? I guess I tend to think BBC is pretty neutral. I, you know, I don't really mind this chart. I think this chart did a pretty good job of like placing things. But again, it doesn't matter necessarily i mean obviously the garbage left and garbage right you kind of stay away from but even the hyper partisan stuff as long as you can parse that as long as you can see where the bias is there's still the information can still be good which i think is what i like about this chart where it has most of it is like high quality information that's true you just have to you know you have to be able to be educated on your own and and, and cut mo- through the stuff you know and most of the poor the really poor quality garbage stuff we did have probably never heard of unless you're 
just looking to confirm your own biases. Yeah. Well, they have Infowars at the farthest garbage right. And yeah, I don't even know what that is. And the poorest quality, Alex Jones. What is that above it? I don't. I can't even tell what that logo I'm is. Zooming in to try to find that. Yeah, out. it's it's all distorted. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, Breitbart should be way for more garbage, right? But okay, thank you, uh, Jeff. We appreciate that email. That's that was uh, that's cool. I like looking at stuff like that. We got an email from Tamir. Tamir's a uh, dear friend of the program. Uh, Tamir, I'm sending your stickers this weekend. I swear to God. You oh, still yeah. haven't done that? No, he asked for more. He unfortunately oh, got his fucking stickers. he got okay. his laptop stolen. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, which had his his, uh, his stickers on it. <laughs> that sucks. But I'll send you more stickers. Don't worry. And by the way, Samsonites, I have more stickers. So if you want stickers, send me, your, send me an email. Send me your address. I'll send them out. I didn't know there were stickers. Of course. Oh, yeah, I can get you stickers. There's been stickers. Yeah. I, mean, I bought it. They were like 40 bucks for 1,000. <laughs> so I got 1,000 stickers. It's good. I have like, you know, 80 left. 800. Uh, greetings to the OG Triple Eight Chris. Oof. Good start. Joey and Matt just wanted to add my two cents of outrage regarding the acquittal of officer Betty Jo Shelby. Shots fired. I agree with your general objection to the verdict and wanted to expound on a detail of the case that you guys did not bring up. If my memory serves me correctly, please don't correct me (laughs) ever. Um, Okay. (laughs) You could have just said something else. You had to insult me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, Officer Shelby and her colleagues were responding to a completely separate call and stumbled upon the scene of the disabled vehicle on the way to the aforementioned call. Absolutely. And we did mention that. Yeah, we did fairness, originally. But, yeah. But uh, yes, correct. That's a, a huge aspect of the thing where it's like they're on their way to go. And that happened with the other. Um, can't think of his name, but he was like rolling the blunt in the car. They were responding to like a domestic violence call or something. Yeah, somewhere he else. was and just they were there. Like, Is that guy smoking? He's smoking weed. Is he rolling pot? And they, then they killed him, too. Can't think of his name. I apologize. They had no business being in that situation in the first place. I disagree that they had no business being in that situation in the first place. The car is broken down in the middle of the road. And their police they're police their services. They'll stop. They'll stop and see what the hell's going on. But but yes, they were on their way to do something else. It is my understanding, and I may be wrong, that when an officer or unit is dispatched to respond to a call, the unit is obligated solely to that call until the response to the call is completed, or they are called away from that said call by dispatch to respond to another more important situation. I don't know. I don't know either. We'd have to find out. I have no idea. So if somebody's listening that knows that answer, we'd love to hear. With that understanding, it is my belief that the officer was acting outside of the protocols. of. Uh, here's the thing. I think if that was the case, that obviously would have been brought up in court. And yeah, that would have came out. So I can't, it can't be the case, I guess. Um, but we'll see. I sadly can't say I'm shocked nor surprised. As my dad would say, I've been black my whole life, and I've been black my whole life in America. I've seen cases like this go this way for the entirety of my mortal existence and to my own dismay has slowly made me more numb to racism, institutional, systemic, personal, covert, and over uh, the longer, oh, and over the longer that time marches on. It's cases like these that erodes at my hope that we can as a nation find true equality and eradication of systemic discrimination in my lifetime or the lifetime of my daughter. Hope this wasn't too dark on a much lighter note. Can I get some stickers? Hmm. And they said some jerk stole my prize stickers and my laptop that it was attached to. Yes. You get Sorry, stickers. I, of I feel bad about that. Sorry about that. I did. Yeah, it's fucking fucking cocksuckers. It's like stealing a laptop, steal my arm. I'd rather you steal my left arm. No, you don't go there. They can replace that. What do you give up to not have your sticker stolen though? Huh? What would you give up to not have your stickers stolen? Well, though? I told you, I have like thousand stickers. So I'm okay. <laughs> uh, keep up the good work, Tamir. Tamir, thank you, man. We appreciate you writing in. You're always, uh, you know, we always appreciate hearing from you, the comments and the emails and all that stuff. Your stickers will be uh, coming soon. And um, 
you know, I, I don't know, man. Well, is systemic racism going to be something or dis- discrimination going to be something that's going to go away in our lifetime? I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's going to take two or three lifetimes, too. Yeah. I mean, does fear... For maybe does, 150, 200 years Well, because more. it's based in nothing already. You know, that's... A th- like, fear of the other is a thing that is, I think, inherent to human nature. But but when you're talking specifically about black people in America, it's a it's steeped in decades and, cent- you know, whatever, centuries of... Well, they're dumb. They're uh, they're inferior. They're prone to violence. They're this and that. It's like it's lo- it's taking black people completely out of the context and like treating them as a different species. Almost. It's like it's no, we're all people. But that again, that's a slave thing, and that's a you know just so so many but, generations. But but for the most part, I feel that um, the that type of conversation is being uh, like the more than like our generation and the following generations grow up, I don't feel they were as racist as the parents and that will be shown on their children and the children will have children and it won't be yeah, to as... an extent. But I think there is still, I think that's, that's true in certain cases. I think it's also untrue in certain cases where it just, it does pass down where it's like, it becomes more entrenched. Who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, in other words, we do not have the cure for racism today. I'm very no, sorry. We don't. And, but you know, the cure, here's the cure for racism we're the same understand that mm-hmm. fundamentally we're all the same people so get that that's it you just got to stop living in the fucking past it's crazy um i was gonna say something else oh yeah by the way i want to bring this up so i went to the african-american you know the national museum of yes. african-american history and culture they've been fi- they found a fucking noose like in one of the trees yeah i i, I read that by the museum it's like that fucking drives me insane they whoever that little cunt white person was or whoever they should hang that person and let it be a lesson you can't how dare you like get the fuck out of here especially after such a it's a fucking great museum it's a brilliant museum whatever i've talked about it like that shit is gross it's uh, it's fucking pathetic what a loser could you imagine well it's sad that that's the only way that one individual knows how to respond well it's just you're just a fucking loser. Like you think that that's cool. We'll hang you. Shut up. You, you, you fundamentally are just a left behind moron. You're a no nothing idiot. And you're, you're the problem. You are pure and simple. The problem. Whoever would think that that's like, cause it's not a joke. Somebody that's doing, it's not trying to be funny. It's trying to be like, they're trying to threatening be or whatever. Hurtful. Yeah. Malice. There's a lot behind there. I mean, yeah. they, they could think they're funny in their own perverse way, which is not, Sure, but it's not, um, you know, it's not obviously funny. No, the, the, problem, <laughs> um, the problem is the people who think that way, they find it funny. And that's, right. They're wrong. Like, it's not. But. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like that as compared to the Bill Maher situation. It's like, yes, Bill Maher shouldn't have said that, but that's not the, like, th- you're calling it all racist, but one is obviously a fucking threat and harkens back to a real action of violence against countless black people in America. Like, and the other is an off comic comment by, a right. Comic which is comedian. a comic trying to make a joke, which again, not defending it, whatever, but like different. So let's yeah. pick our battles here. It's like, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this and nooses lead to more action than Bill. Yeah. than Bill Maher making a comment. Well, it's ready to go. A yeah. Noose. And it's, it harkens back to the actual actions that like it's trying. It's a threat based on what actually happened. Yes. Yeah. People were lynched. People, many black people got lynched. That's what's right. Serious. Context is that, well, yeah, okay. and freedom of speech does not extend to threats either. No, 
Oh, no, that's not freedom of speech. That's crazy. Um, all right. We got an email from Joey. What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you clicking? I'm upset, and I clicked where it said, Dear Self Proclaimed 888. It annoys me that you have all these people referring to you as an 888. He's the 888. Because I don't see an 888 in front of me. I see some dude in a yellow so how would you, sweatshirt. How would you rate him, then? This shit's about to get real weird. Uh... <laughs> What what do they exactly stand for? Please. Well, it's face body personality. Oh, My personality face body personality in yeah. that in that a two two two. Yeah, a two two two. Yeah, I did it. Well, that's low. <laughs> that's low rating. That's, that's aggressive. Yeah, that's, also, that's also a low below. That is. Yeah, I'm going for it. That is. Physically, I'm in better shape than you for sure. Joe, how do you rate yourself? Uh, six six eight. You think you're an eight personality? Yeah, I got my own podcast, bruh. That's true. Okay. Dear Self-Proclaimed 888, I wanted to get your thoughts on or off air. Well, we're doing it on air, okay? About the Seth Rich story that was recently retracted by Fox News. I really hope he explains more here. because I, I have no idea what this it. is. You have spent a good amount of time on the show talking about WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, to how Assange views the information it puts out. While I support the government transparency that WikiLeaks at times promotes, however, I would not consider WikiLeaks or Assange beholden to the same level of integrity that we hold journalism to. Well, this is Matt's argument. Assange made comments that have fueled a conservative conspiracy that the DNC staff member Seth Rich was murdered after he leaked the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. Is that true? Well, let's finish it. No, supposedly. Well, let's just finish it, and then we'll talk about it. This was later picked up by conservative media outlets as, quote, proof that Seth Rich was behind the DNC email leaks and not Russia, effectively helping to take pressure off the Trump campaign and their potential collusion with the Russian government. Well, that didn't work, obviously. The point I wanted to make to you is that I think you have to take what Assange says with a grain of salt. Assange's integrity, well, what Assange says versus what WikiLeaks does are two different things. But I hear what you're saying. Assange's integrity and character puts WikiLeaks' mission of transparency at risk when he implies and perpetuates ideas that he knows the real answer to as the managing editor of WikiLeaks. By withholding the names of his sources, which he should, at the same uh, oh, at the same time as saying Seth Rich was murdered and that whistleblowers take on a risk is inflammatory and implicating. I don't know. I don't agree. Did Assange, is there a quote of Assange actually saying that Seth Rich was murdered? Is that right? Well, I went to. Well, Wiki- was Seth Rich murdered? No, well, you can't go to Wikipedia. We we need why? more context. That that's all I can do. I clicked. Well, okay, so Seth Rich, born January third, nineteen eighty nine, died July tenth, twenty sixteen. Right. He was a twenty seven year old Democratic National Committee employee who was fatally shot in the Bloomingdale neighborhood of Washington D.C. As of May twenty seventeen, nobody gets murdered in Washington. The shooting is under investigation by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. Right. The murder spawned several right wing conspiracy theories about the crime, including the groundless, groundless claim that Rich had been involved with the leaked DNC emails in twenty sixteen, which runs contrary to U.S. intelligence that concluded that the DNC emails were part of a twenty sixteen U.S. election interference. Okay. Okay, right. I mean, from what I understand, Fox was not even allowed. To, they had to issue a retraction, not talk about it, because it was like not accurate. None of it was true. And when Fox issued a, a retraction on something bashing bashing the left, you know they don't have the facts. Right. Uh, if he ever wants WikiLeaks to be seen as more truthful and journalistic and not just some anti-government conspiracy theory-wielding proxy intelligence website, then he needs to be more transparent himself. When Assange says things like that, he puts WikiLeaks' credibility at risk. 
Um, we got to get this quote. Somebody, guys, Google Assange, Seth Rich, uh, uh, whistleblower, um, murder, whatever, and see what comes up. P.S. I'm a proponent of the idea of WikiLeaks, but I think Assange holds it back because of the way he acts and things he says at times. He is fucking it up for the rest of us who want more government transparency. If he released information more like how Ed Snowden releases information, he knew by giving it to trusted journalists, then people would be able to cut through the BS, more get to the facts, rationale, and context easier. P.P.S. You guys have a great show, and I look forward to it every week. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you, dude. Um, Good. Uh, So it looks like the tweet that they're referencing was Julian Assange tweeted, WikiLeaks has never disclosed a source. Sources sometimes talk to other parties, but ide- uh, identities never emerge from WikiLeaks. Hashtag Seth Rich. That is kind of weird, that, like the hashtag there. Right. Well, that's just to put it in context. I mean, hashtag, the people, because people stop using hashtags for what they're actually for. It's for categorization purposes. It's not yeah. for like Pepsi. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, I think you're probably right to an extent about Assange as a character damaging or whatever altering the mission i guess of wikileaks only in the sense of people's perception though i don't think well, here was, i don't think that with that that assange saying things really changes what wikileaks is doing but i do understand that the perception could be changed but based on that but what this is he, a he's odd. entitled to say what he wants and you know it's not uh, yeah okay good joy what uh, the Metropolitan Police Department of the District Where of Columbia. Where are you getting this information from? Wikipedia still. Posed its customary reward of 25000 for information about the death. On August 9th, 2016, Le- WikiLeaks announced a $20,000 reward for information about Rich's murder leading to conviction. That seems odd. Well, it doesn't seem odd. I mean, it's maybe, say, you know, maybe you can imply that that was the source. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But who at WikiLeaks? No, it just says WikiLeaks. I don't know. Right, I have no idea. It just seems odd to me because I haven't even I'd heard have of to this look guy more before, into huh? it. Like what is the fucking conspiracy theory that that you know what, the, the Democrats killed him so I he mean, wouldn't say anything? The conspiracy like, is presumably that oh Hillary Clinton had this guy killed. Come right, on. For what purpose? She won anyway. Well, who cares? It's not again, we've talked about it. It's not like those leaks are what I, I don't know, man. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I don't. That's why I don't like to talk about these things like this. Cause well, it, well, whatever. It's it just, this is more yeah. about WikiLeaks, but yeah, the Seth Rich thing. It's like I don't pay attention to it. Well, I mean, I've already given my opinion on on WikiLeaks countless times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey, thoughts? I but, love conspiracies, but I know I, you do. I, I was going to say Joey. Lo- Joey, I, I do like love this. conspiracies. Yeah, my favorite one is still the one that I did the news report about the guy in Russia, a fucking shot in St. Petersburg and brought daylight yeah but that's that actually can pretty much be attributed to put like that you can figure out putin did do that there's no reason that's the thing there's no reason for seth rich to end up dead and it's also just because somebody worked for the dnc it's too much of a hack and had access to information doesn't mean that he wasn't involved in some other shit that could have gotten him killed or was random that's true on those you know like it's too easy to connect those dots like if hillary clinton is out there murdering all these people (laughs) you don't think she'd be better at covering it up just a little. By now, it's been decades. Yeah, she she would know exactly what to do. Right. So, I don't know. But anyway, but as far as Assange's concern, I hear your point that I guess he can damage the WikiLeaks mission, but the problem, again, it always comes back to, WikiLeaks is just releasing accurate information. It doesn't need the context. It doesn't need to be... Um, it's almost, in some ways, better than the journalistic standard because as long as the information is first-person, you know documents 
that's it. You're the filter. You can figure it out. It's raw information. And that's what they're talking about with the Wiki Tribune, where they're going to show all their sources. They're going to show their documents. It's going to be that type of situation. So I, I think that's interesting. I think it's an important step forward. And it might change the way that, that journalism is done in this country. Because at a certain point, aren't we starting to realize that if a person writes an article, it's biased. But just by the nature, it has to be filtered through that person's brain and, and experiences the they, yeah, so, and all that shit. You know, so then generally everything is opinion on a certain level. On a certain level, you don't yeah, speculate, but everything has to be a little bit opinion. I mean, you can still read something and say, okay, these are all provable facts. But that's not what I'm saying. But I, what I'm saying is that if, if Joey, me, you, and Joey all wrote this, uh, an article about the same subject, it's going to be different. The facts might not be different. But the you know the way that it's written, the style, like it's all some way influencing the way that the reader interprets it. So maybe we are entering a new age where it's like show all your sources, show all the documents, let us sift through it, and then everything else will be considered kind of like an opinion piece or whatever to put things in context, because that's really all that is required at a certain point. Once you have the facts, then it's just a context, and people can put it into context for you. Well, here's the other thing. I, I, I kind of feel that most of the news out there is opinion because if people just wanted the facts, I would just go to the AP Twitter and that would be the end of it. Right. So so we kind of do live in a world where everybody wants that tinted or leaning uh, information because as you could see from that chart, that's what everybody's doing. Yeah, but people claim they want, I just want the fact. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, because if you wanted the facts, you just go to the AP Twitter and yeah, or WikiLeaks. You yeah. go read it. Is everybody sitting there reading all the documents now? No. <laughs> um, all right. That's that's those are the emails we got. I appreciate it, everybody. Thank you for the emails. Fun conversation. <sighs> okay, you ready to do this? Yes, I so am. This is a transcript we got, and I don't know. I didn't read the transcript. It might. It's just. It just felt like it'd be fun to do this. So we who sent you this? Talk to me. Well, this is off the Intercept. They okay, had. So you stole this. Well, no, I didn't steal it. They got it. They released it. All right, it. so you downloaded this. Yeah, I downloaded Chris it. Chris snuck okay. into the Intercept and... Yeah, I'm a reality winner. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, this is the transcript. April 29, 2017, 10 p.m. Conversation between Trump. Really? I have to take a phone call? I was just about to watch Greta. Greta's not on at 10 p.m. anymore. What are the, the five. It's <laughs> 7 o'clock. No, it's actually 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock... And I don't know how that woman is on television. That's Greg Van Sastrand here. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, Senator. So, let me ask you, Senator. The way here. she looks at her voice, I, I, I think oh, she Joey, looks horrible. Oh, you can't, you can't I'm say sorry. anything. No, you're I not just allowed can't. to critique women's I, looks or I, voice. I just can't. I don't That's know how. sexist, and you're terrible. I'm being. Why don't you go open a burrito card now and complete the trifecta? Um, <laughs> the yeah, no, I don't like Greta Van Sastrand either. She's very irritating. Joey knows burritos. What? Can you? Uh, we got to work on it. Yeah, we'll figure it All out. All right, let's do this. Uh, okay, Matt is going to play the United States operator. Joey is going to play Rodrigo Duterte, and I'm obviously going to play President Trump. I get one line. Yeah. No, there might be more in there. All right, good. No, it's on you, Matt. No, oh, it says this is people. Just skip to the U.S. operator. Yes, sir. Just, just one moment for President Trump, please. Thank you. Mr. President. President Trump, thank you for calling. You're not going to do an accent or something? I don't have an accent. All right. How am I supposed to get a Filipino accent? Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, well, I'm uh, not going to Yeah. President Trump, thank you for calling, and good evening. How about this? I'm the <laughs> All-Star. Uh-huh. I- I'm the All-Star Joe who asks you questions, Mr. Trump. So just just plan on me. It's a private little room. It's just you and me. 
and we're just chilling. And then every time you hear my voice, think that I'm the Filipino president. Yeah, Rodrigo Duterte. All right. President Trump, thank you for calling, and good evening. It's night over here. Okay, I hope it's not too late. It's okay, isn't it? It's not too late. No, it's okay. We're just having some dinner with some friends of the members of A.S. Eshan. Yeah, I guess whatever political yeah. organization. Oh, okay, good, because... No, you know, you don't sleep much. You're just like me. You're not a person who goes to bed at all. I know that, right? Yes, you are right, Mr. President. So that's good. So now you got two psychos that don't get enough sleep. That literally will make you go insane after a while if you don't get enough sleep. But okay, these two never get... He literally says, I never get in bed. Can you imagine this guy, Trump? He's just sitting in the White House just watching TV 24-7. That's all he does. I just wanted to congratulate you because... I mean, I am hearing of the unbelievable job on the drug problem. Many countries have the problem. We have a problem. But what a great job you're doing, and I just wanted to call to tell you that. Thank you, Mr. President. This is the scourge of my nation now, and I have to do something to preserve the Filipino nation. I understand that, and I fully understand that. And I think we had a previous president who did not understand that. But I understand that, and we have spoken about this before. Yes, I know that. Thank you. Yes. So, how is everyone doing? How are the how is the Phils doing? We're doing fine, Mr. President. But in the ASEAN summit, 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 every member state was really nervous about the situation in the Korean Peninsula. But we would like to tell you that we support you and keep on the pressure because as long as those rockets and warheads were ends of Kim Jong Un, we will never be safe as there's not telling what will happen next. What's your opinion of him, Rodrigo? Are we dealing with someone who's stable or not stable? He's not stable, Mr. President, as he keeps on smiling when he explodes a rocket. He has has. You know what's crazy? That (laughs) Trump is asking Rodrigo Duterte, the butcher of the Philippines, who's just murdering (laughs) countless people. He's like, I'm Hitler. You're lucky to have me. Like, Mm -hmm. yes. Is Kim Jong-un crazy? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) He has gone against China, which is the last country he, he should rebuke. And it seems... From his face, he is laughing always, and there's as dangerous toy in his hands, which could create so much agony and suffering for all mankind. Well, he has got the powder, but he doesn't have the delivery system. All his rockets are crashing. Oh, Trump admits that. Okay. That's the good news. But eventually, when he gets that delivery system, what do you think about China? Does China have power over him? Yes. At the end of the day, the last card, the ace has to be with China. It's only China. He's playing I with like, his get into bombs. It. You're getting into it. It's good. His toys, from the looks of it, his mind is not working well, and he might just go crazy one moment. China should make a last-ditch effort to tell him to lay off. China will play a very important role there. We have a lot of firepower over there. See, see it's crazy. See, these are like the points that we talked about last week. Duterte goes, China's the most important factor here. Yes. Trump doesn't like that, so he goes, we have a lot of firepower over there. We have two submarines. The best in the world. We have two nuclear submarines. Not that we want to use them at all. I've never seen anything like they are, but we don't have to use this. But he could be crazy, so we will see what happens. Every generation has a madman. In <laughs> our generation, it's Kim Jong-un. You are dealing with a very delicate problem. Oh, we can handle it. But you keep the pressure on him. I hope China solves this problem. They really have the means because a great degree of their stuff come from their from China, come through China. They are doing certain things like not accepting calls, but if China doesn't do it, we will do it. 
I would try to make a call to President uh, yeah, Xi Jinping. And I will tell him that if we will remain to be peaceful, China has the card. The other option is a nuclear blast, which is not good for everybody. Well, is he really talking about nuclear blasting Korea right now? Who, the, the Hitler of the Philippines? Yes, yeah. he, he's mentioning it. Yes, he's deciding he, to bring it up. He just invoked nuclear nuclear weapons. Yes, he is. And by the way, I'm referring to him as the Hitler of the Philippines because he himself referred to himself that. that way. Right. You can tell him I am counting on him. I have a very good relationship with him, Xi Jinping. I had him in Florida for two days and got to know him well. He is a good guy. We had some chocolate cake while I bombed Syria. It was wonderful. I added that. That's not part of the official transcript. <laughs> I would do that. Uh, I will call his ambassador here and we'll make an appointment to call him. It would be good if you can keep on the pressure on Kim, but actually we're all worried as we're all within the striking distance of rockets. We are all afraid. We can't let a madman with nuclear weapons let on loose like that. Yeah, like you, you fuck. We have a lot of firepower, more than he has, times 20, but we don't want to use it. You'll be in good shape. We believe it. We know it all along. I will try to make a call tomorrow to China. Please call China and tell them we are all counting on China. <laughs> tell the president we became friends for two days. He was great. On another subject, I am coming to see you, I guess, sometime. November, hopefully. We will be happy to see you. Thank you, Mr. President. You're a good man. Yes, certainly in November. Welcome, and thank you, and we will be happy to see you, Rodrigo. Look forward to seeing you. If you want to come to the Oval Office, I would love to have you in the Oval Office. Anytime you want to come. I will be in the Philippines in November, but anytime if you are in D.C. or anywhere, come see me in the Oval Office. Work it out with your staff. Seriously, if you want to come over, just let us know. Just take care of yourself, and we will take care of North Korea. Keep up the good work. You're doing an amazing job. Say hello to people of the Philippines for me. They know that you are calling. It is the last day of the AS and the N summit, and everyone will be asking Sultan... Sultan Bulkaya? Sultan Bulkaya. Just left, but I will tell remaining guys here what you told me. We are all here for peace. There's no secret about that. Good. You take care of yourself. Come see me before November. You're invited anytime. I would do that, Mr. President. Thank you for the concern. God bless you, Mr. President. Take care of yourself, Rodrigo. God bless you. That's like, that's I, real. That's, that's actually the conversation. You think it's a problem? Why? Yeah, because... Y- you invoke nuclear blast. Oh, it's just crazy. It's also crazy because it's just like, that's just, that is that simple. Like, wouldn't you rather, if you had to be like, And hey, it's two crazy people calling somebody else oh, unstable. Oh, of course. I'd so much rather it be Obama or Hillary. <laughs> just like, hi. <laughs> hi, Rodrigo. But she probably wouldn't be talking to him. <laughs> but thank God there's only one madman per generation. I know. It's so funny. Two, the two madmen talking to each other about <laughs> yeah, how there's only, it was one. only one. Like, Duterte is... Hor- like a horrible butcher. <laughs> that can only be one. I mean, he's trying to massacre his people. Yeah, well, that, that was fun. We got to get more transcripts. Yeah, definitely. I like doing that. Oh, I'm sure there'll be more leaked soon enough. I know. Um, all right. Let, I'll tell you what. So yeah. 35 minutes in. Let's close this Karen Handel clip. We can just discuss it really quick. Okay, this got some traction. Now, this is part of the... It's the Georgia special election? Yeah. Uh Asaf, I can't think of his first name. All right, I'll be honest with you. With this, I have no idea where you're going with it. Oh, it's a special. Oh no, did I just write on my pants? No, I didn't. Okay. Oh no. Uh, what John, is the guy's John, name? John Asaf. John Asaf. You took us off message 
and tone to worry about your pants? This is a bonus, motherfucker. We're, we're at two and a half hours this week. All um, right, go ahead. John Ossoff is uh, the Democrat that's running. He's running against Karen Handel in a special election in Georgia. The Democrats are all in a tizzy being like, well, we could maybe win this, whatever. Yeah. Democrats have a nice habit of losing elections. They're like, well, you only lost by four points. Yay. Yeah, uh, loss is a loss. Sir. John Ossoff, not the most exciting character in the world, but they're talking about the minimum wage, different things like that. So this is John Ossoff, and then Karen Handel gets to say her piece. This is going to fucking piss me off, isn't it? I don't know. I have a feeling, because if it's about a livable wage, it's always about people that don't understand the common plight of the normal citizen in this country. Play the fucking clip. Does either candidate support a minimum wage increase? Mr. Ossoff starts with you. Yes, I do. The minimum wage should be a living wage. I think we can uh, raise it indexed to the cost of living. Oh, my God. I just realized who this guy reminds me of. There's a Dave Chappelle from the Lost episodes of The Chappelle Show. Okay. Dave has a ton of money, and he's going around. He's getting revenge on people. Uh-huh. And he goes to the uh, the comedy club. This guy's like in, his, in a wheelchair, uh-huh. um, and he's going to like get revenge on him. And he's like, what's up, Papa? How you doing? That's who it sounds like. If you watch that clip, it's really funny. The guy that like Chappelle goes to get revenge on at the comedy club. All right. Because the cost of living varies widely in urban and rural areas and in different states across this country. I think that increase needs to be implemented at a pace that allows business owners uh, to adapt their business plans so they're not shocked. Their business plans are not shocked by a sudden increase in labor costs. It's funny to see what Karen, Karen Handel looks like a serious woman. You know what I mean? She's like a very serious face. Like, I'm taking care of business. You're being a feminist right now? Can, we, can we please well, listen John to what Ossoff's the guy has to bore. say? He's a I want to listen to what the man has to say. And you're talking well, about look, a if woman. If someone's working a 40-hour work week, uh, they deserve the kind of standard of living that Americans expect. That's part of the American dream, and there are too many folks who are having you're trouble making ends meet. This is an example of the fundamental difference between a liberal and a conservative. I do not support a livable wage. What I support <laughs> is making sure What's that we have an economy that is is robust with low taxes and less regulation so that those small businesses that would be dramatically hurt if you impose higher minimum wages on them are able to do what they do best, grow jobs and create good paying jobs for the people in the 6th District. Well, you good. fucked up there, huh? Yeah, she fucked up because she said she that. doesn't support a livable wage. No, she's still going to win. It's fucking Georgia. What are you crazy? You're done. You think, you think a little You're bitch? done, huh? Ossoff, so this is the, for the runoff. In the initial election, Ossoff was the leading vote, vote getter. But he's not going to win. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's a... Well, it's near Atlanta, so I think it's more of a... Go ahead. I think there's a chance it could You're saying it's majority black. That's what you're going to say. I'm saying it's near a city, so it goes more liberal. Yeah, but it's Atlanta's majority black city, right? Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they I was, vote Democrat. I wasn't thinking racial there, Chris. You are, so you just didn't want to say it. Um, well, it's not right. It's just true, anyway. So, so she's saying that she doesn't believe in a livable minimum wage because no livable wage is not even about minimum wage. yeah she doesn't believe livable. <laughs> i don't believe in a livable wage she doesn't I believe, believe in, in a livable wage because she believes that small business is going to take care of everybody and there'll be enough jobs for everybody so the government doesn't have to enforce a livable wage it's uh is that what she's saying what happens when you don't really believe anything in particular you just know what sounds right but then you get caught up in it because like she's simultaneously saying she doesn't believe in a livable wage but but she thinks that you know it puts too much of a burden on small businesses to have a minimum wage because small businesses are great at creating jobs but who are they creating jobs for and how great are they if they don't pay people enough to have a livable wage? like and if it's, it's not just, livable you can't be working right well and it's the problem that um, the minimum wage 
actually increase the increase jobs or increase the, improve the economy because okay, all of a sudden these low income employees can buy the products that they're making. Right. It make it improves the economy to live to raise the minimum wage. It's just funny because it's like she said something that she probably thinks is true. Like she yeah. she doesn't support that. that. You know, she doesn't support a livable wage because she's against the minimum wage. Uh, but that's not what she meant to say. But, but she, a, but she wanted to, what she wanted to say is that she thinks she's against raising the minimum wage. That's the way it's like. Okay, right. It's like I'm against that. But no, you said I. I don't want people to live. Silly goose. I want these people to not be able to live and afford to actually survive. These, I know, it's they cute. should be in poverty. It's cute. Um, that's it, man. That's what we got. Good bonus episode. Yeah, it's another good bonus. We'll see what we uh, we have for next week. But until then. We gave all our plugs on the full episode. If you didn't listen to the full episode, go listen to the full episode. What are you doing? What are you crazy? Get in touch with me at man stamp on everything. Joey's at Joey from Jersey. Jersey spelled with Z. Matt is Matt D. Weiss on the Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, we out.